Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The 11 to 1 Show. Pennies paved the way for inclusivity with the launch of a new lingerie line. More details on this coming your way very shortly. First, your Survivor. Survivor Eye of the Tiger. Sinead Brazel here with you back in the hot seat. Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch 086 1800 658. Oh my goodness me, it's the eye of the storm. Storm Isha and now Jocelyn on the way. My goodness me, the place was absolutely battered on, uh, what was it, Monday night, Sunday night? Oh my goodness. Uh, really, really bad. And I know there's some places that are still uh, not with electricity this morning. So hopefully that will be sorted very soon. There is nothing worse than that. And do stay safe um, when you're out on the roads. Now, did you watch this last night? I mentioned it on the show last week, actually, in my Thursday television uh, recommendations. And it was on last night and very important to mention it. If you missed it, parents, I highly recommend that you check it out on the RTE player. It was the documentary Jackie and Coco on last night uh, RTE and it was very much exploring an Irish mother's journey following the tragic death of her daughter. And as you know, Jackie Fox, we would have featured her quite a bit on LMFM over the last while um, but her daughter Nicole or Coco as she called her she died by suicide at the age of just 21 in 2018 after years of unrelenting online harassment it was absolutely horrendous what this uh, girl experienced really and truly but the past six years now have seen Jackie embark on a quest to find meaning really in the wake of her daughter's death and also she has led this campaign to change Irish and EU law to make online bullying a crime and she was calling it Coco's Law but the film was directed by Irish filmmaker Ger Walsh and it very much highlighted all of this work. It highlighted obviously the uh, impact that this has had on, on Jackie's life, the passing of Nicole and it detailed the unrelenting bullying and oh my God, it was just, it was just so eye-opening. It's so serious. Like, I don't know, I mentioned this before on the show where I don't think kids realise sometimes where they're saying things online that they don't realise the impact that it's making and they think it's oh sure it's only like a comment or it's only this or it's only that and they just don't really take on board the serious repercussions of something like this of their actions online and this is where we as parents need to come in and intervene at an early age and ensure okay what are they looking at how are they interacting online? Are they being safe themselves online? Um, are they engaging in this activity um, because they feel like they want to be part of a crowd or whatever it might be? And that is our responsibility. And with this in mind, actually, this is quite timely. The ISPCC are going to be running a webinar. It's happening on the 7th of February and it's for parents. And we're going to be covering this now in more detail on tomorrow's show. But it's about keeping kids safe online and really taking, you know, because look, at the end of the day, social media is changing all the time, isn't it? There's different technology coming on board all the time. I find it hard to kind of keep up with different technology. And sometimes we might feel, oh, we're not very tech savvy. We don't really know what's going on. But it's about kind of educating parents around all of that and being a support and a help for parents so that we then in turn can monitor and understand 
what's going on online with our kids and how to keep them safe. But if you missed that last night, I highly, highly recommend you checking back over it. Yes, it's very, very difficult subject matter, but it's so important, I think, as parents to take on board something like this that was just so horrendous that happened to this family. But the amazing work that Jackie Fox has done now by ensuring that this law has put in, had been put into place, it's going to, I would say, it has potentially saved so, so many lives. But if you haven't seen it, it's called... Jackie and Coco and no doubt it is on the RTE player now. Now getting back to the music, here's Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus with Flowers. I have winners. Yes, details of our Facebook competition in association with the Fairways that is on the way. Plus, Pennies is paving the way for inclusivity because they've launched a lingerie line that is very, very interesting. I'm going to be telling you more about that as well. The 11 to 1 show. L-M-S-M. Lots of winners here on the show this morning. This is all in association with the Fairways Hotel in Dundalk. They announced their new mouth-watering selection of menus in their brasserie restaurant. And for more details, you can check out fairwayshotel.ie. So we had a two-night family break for two adults and up to three children in a large family room with either a three-course lunch or dinner on one day of your stay up for grabs on Facebook. And I can say Helen Sweeney, you are the winner of that fantastic family breakaway. Oh, you could do it now, couldn't you? In January. Oh, something to look forward to. Really, really nice. Now, as well as that, we had four really great consolation prizes as well of a table for up to six people to enjoy a bubbles and brunch evening at the Brasserie Restaurant. And they are going to Sharon Quigley, also to Darren Boyle, Amanda Farrell and Chloe Boylan. So enjoy that. Oh, it's a nice thing as well to do. Nice bubbles and for you and up to six people to enjoy. So all of that was thanks to the Fairways Hotel and stay tuned right here to LMFM because there's more competitions just like that. She announced recently, Selena Gomez, that she's going to just take a big breather from the music biz and concentrate on her acting. I do love her in Only Murders in the Building. Excited to see what she's going to do next. There she is with Rima. Calm down. Now, Penny's has reached a new milestone in its story. They have announced their first lingerie collection for people with disabilities. So this is adaptive clothing, right? So it's designed to meet the needs of people living with a disability. So they have specially designed very clever features such as magnetic clasps, easy closures, and they use materials like Velcro as well. So this new collection has four pieces of lingerie. And it is the first step, apparently, in the retailer's plans to drive change across all of its stores. So they start off at just 10 euro and it is available, obviously, in the range of sizes as well, all the way up to 2XL. So apparently they've enlisted the help of technical experts to create designs with discreet, easy use closures in soft, comfortable fabrics. And the launch will make the typically more expensive and limited availability items more affordable as well, because that's kind of part of what they do. But um, commenting on all of this, the head of of their diversity. Charlie Maddock Williams says uh, that, you know, they are very much responding to the different needs of their customers. And this first adaptive collection has been two years in the making. But they've got ambitions to go even further. And of course, they have a range of different women um, with all from representing all diversities, really in all backgrounds, modelling the lingerie. So that is a step very much welcomed in the right direction. So fair play to them. And they are very much getting the, they're in the good press books, aren't they, at the moment with that um, series that's ongoing at the moment, Inside Pennies that's on RTE as well. I mentioned it, I think, a week or so ago in the TV recommendations. Now, getting back to the music, here's Walking and Cars. There's Walking on Cars with Speeding Cars, Great Irish Music and LMFM's 11 to 1. Now speaking of Great Irish Music, I am very excited to be chatting to these guys again. So you might recall Louis Walsh was on the hunt for his next boy band and he came up with them next in line and two of them are from County Meath but we're going to be chatting to Navin man Joshua Regala from Next in Line as they bid for Eurovision. We're going to chat to him next. Oh. 11 to 1 show. L-M-S-M.
Yes, excitement is very much building for Eurosong 2024 this week and next in line they are a five-piece boy band uh, founded by Louis Walsh in September 2022. They've been revealed as the sixth entry to the Eurosong which takes place on the Late Late Show this Friday with the winner of course representing Ireland at the concert and the competition in May in Sweden and they are hoping that their song Love Like Us strikes a chord with audiences when they perform and I'm delighted now to have Navin Man Joshua Regala from Next in Line he's on the line with me now how are you getting on Joshua? Hello not so bad thanks for having me Great to have you back on the show oh my goodness me it's been such a whirlwind I think we were chatting more or less when the band was announced back in September 2022 things have gone just off the Richter scale altogether for you guys I mean Eurovision this is very exciting tell me what's the excitement levels like and how did all of this come about? Oh, we are absolutely buzzing. You know, been, we've been working away now. Uh, like you said, last time we spoke was a year and a half ago when we just got released. So throughout the whole time, we've been re- busy, really busy rehearsing and working away, recording in London and here. So it's really exciting having that opportunity now to really showcase our music for the first time. I mean, for our debut single, at least. Yeah. So we're really, really excited and ready to go. Oh, that's great news. And I, I, I heard that you were actually sitting on this song for about a year. Was it always kind of a plan to keep it for, for Eurovision or was it somebody in the room that just went, oh, hang on a minute, that's a Eurovision contender? Or how did that come about? I know it's been a year now. Uh, yeah, we've written that around like last kind of February and we had no idea that we were going to go for Euro song uh, this year. So we kind of just written... Uh, the song near the end of our writing sessions uh, in London, uh, not knowing that it would lead up to this moment. Um, but we really believed in the song when we finished it up early last year. And we kept kind of hassling Louis uh, to release it throughout the year. And we were wondering why we couldn't. And he had a massive panel along. And this is the plan, I suppose. So it's it's really really exciting to see it come out now. Yes, he is the man with a plan and he has his reasons for holding back on stuff, absolutely, even though it might cause you guys some frustration. But the song was released and then within nine hours it went straight to number one. Like, that has to be a really, really encouraging sign. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, the fact that we haven't released anything at all Mm. and it being our debut single and waking up the next morning after the release to see it number one in the charts is just, it's mind-blowing. You know, me and the lads who went absolutely ballistic we went crazy when we opened our phones in the morning to see that so definitely it's definitely a motivating thing up yeah. to your song definitely oh it definitely is now, so tell us a little bit about the song it's called Love Like Us tell us what it's all about yeah so this song kind of describes like your unconditional love towards somebody mm-hmm. I mean you can think about this romantically or platonically um, people can perceive it in different ways but it's just describes how much you love somebody and kind of like that sense of fear of losing that because one of the lyrics says and I'll never find a love like this again so like us again oh my gosh sorry I'm getting my own lyrics wrong in the song (laughs) Um, but yeah no it kind of describes that kind of yes love towards somebody yes no I understand completely and I think people will, will connect with it absolutely so it is like it is got this really sort of lovely like it's a ballad but then it's, it is very fast paced we're going to hear it now in a little while but uh, it is quite it does fit quite well I think with Eurovision doesn't it yeah it is definitely it's like it's a big song mm. in our opinion you know? and we have a lot of songs uh, that we've written and this is definitely the biggest one yes high energy and as well as all of us are on the track so we'll be able to showcase all our individual voices on the song which is really exciting Yes that is and you know you guys are big Eurovision fans as well like when you think back on, on Ireland's entries what are the ones that stand out to you guys as being sort of up there as the best ones? Oh, I have to say I know the lads are listening into this now <laughs> I think I'm going to have to say Mickey Joe Hart we've got oh, the world yeah. tonight Yeah there's <laughs> something about that you know I mean I hear it and it just it's going to be it's an earworm isn't it it sticks in your head for the day like I'm already singing it in my mind as I'm chatting to you now it is it's definitely up there yeah. as as a big one and, and no doubt you guys are hoping to have the, the same so talk to me then about the other contenders what do you make of them like are you nervous about Friday are you hoping that the public will get on on your side oh no 100% like this year is 
been a really like diverse kind of sense of music mm. um, for the final, especially like there's there's an option for everyone there, no matter what your taste is. So there's definitely a lot of the competition this year. Um, and they're all lovely people that we've been listening, tracking down uh, for the past week in the Ray Darcy show when they got released. Yeah, They all seem to be lovely and their songs sound great as well. So it'll definitely, it won't be an easy shot for us, but we're ready to go working hard for this on Friday. And I love that you're very supportive of each other as well. There's like, you know, obvious little rivalry, but you know, you're you're very supportive yeah. of each other, which is fantastic. Now, the other thing is, like, there is a side to Eurovision that can be a little bit about spectacle and kind of gimmicky, um, you know, and then, you know, yeah, like, are you worried that people be kind of looking for that on stage, that sort of gimmicky thing, as opposed to actually letting the song speak for itself? Yeah, I suppose in a sense, because I mean, I think your vision has, or your song, you know, has kind of changed throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, so with style and everything. Um, but no, me and the lads, we really truly believe in the song anyway. And hopefully people can see um, see that, you know. Yeah. And um, that's, that's, than that's mainly the main the thing. And yeah. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. That is, that is, <laughs> Connor from Next in Line has just WhatsApped us on 086 658 saying oh, Mickey, Mickey for president. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are such messes. I remember the last time when oh, you were all God. on, you're total messers. So, and the thing about this is, what I love about you guys is, you were all put together. You didn't know each other beforehand and you've just bonded really well, haven't you? Yeah, no, like it's, it's crazy to think that's so rare in bands and boy bands nowadays that all the members genuinely get along with each other. And we're kind of best mates at this point now, which I'm truly thankful for. Oh, that's great to see. It really is. And uh, talk to me then about the, the rest of, you know, the songwriting process, because this is just one of many. You're, you are hoping to release an album maybe sometime in the future, or is, is Louis' master plan still under lock and key for the rest of the world? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said it yourself, he's the man with the plan. So <laughs> it's all up to him. But definitely we have a lot of songs written uh, with uh, Bill Mabry and Joe Rubel. Mm-hmm. So we're really, really excited to really showcase that um, in the future. You know, I mean, your your song, Eurovision, mm-hmm. isn't the be-all end-all for us. We still need to release music, uh, whatever happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, really, really excited to see what, what's going on this year. Yeah, because like, considering what's happened in this short space of time since I was chatting to you last. So Friday, you're going to take to the stage on the Late Late Show. What can we expect? Can you tell me anything about the performance? Any little back the stage surprises or anything like that? Ooh. Without, I don't you know, know if I getting, can reveal too much Yeah, now, don't but... be getting in trouble now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there won't be any dungarees or any stills. <laughs> I'll tell you that now. Um, Brilliant. But yeah, just expect high energy songs. Um, organised chaos as a lad like to say on stage and off stage as well you see us <laughs> Fantastic well we are wishing you the best of luck we are rooting for you I'm going to play it now here it is Love Like Us Josh thank you so much for joining us Thanks so much Ah, brilliant. Next in line, Love Like Us. Oh, it's an earworm as well. Absolutely brilliant. I'm wishing them the best of luck on the Late Late Show this Friday. The 11 to 1 Show. Picture this, it's a Saturday afternoon. You have a whole afternoon of television lined up and it all kicks off with this. Oh, brings me back. Brings me back to those Saturday afternoons. This Baywatch blind date, I think, then was on later on in the evening. Why am I talking about this? Well, we're going to be talking about the A-team in the Northeast Update because we're going back in time now. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy-efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Yes, on this day in 1983, the A-team with Mr. T. I pity the fool. I pity the fool. Premieres on NBC and today is Pie Day. Yeah, Pie Day is, as you might expect, a glorious opportunity to celebrate pie, whether it is sweet fruit pies, a meat-filled pie with gravy, or those kind of crazy 
whipped cream pies that you could fling at somebody. Anyway, today is Pie Day. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Getting back to the music now, here's Kelly Clarkson. There's Kelly Clarkson because of you. Who would have thought that she would make a great chat show host? She's absolutely smashing it on her show. She's absolutely fantastic. I'm really, really big fan of hers. There she is with uh, Because of You. Now, after the 12 news, we do have regular and favourite on this show. Solicitor Elaine Byrne, she's going to be back with us. Now, this is something that has come to our attention. So... Uh, many of us, um, our parents maybe or our loved ones will need to go into a nursing home at some point. So this is going to be very, very key bit of information. So a key piece of legislation is the nursing home support scheme or the the fair trade. You might have heard of it as that. So there's going to be a couple of um, changes that are due to come into effect on the 1st of February. Okay, so we're going to be looking at the changes what impact this is going to have on the person in the nursing home, what it means. There's also um, some information as well for farmers, what it's going to mean for you as well. And if you have any questions, as always, do get in touch 086 1800 658. But let me tell you, I'm looking here. I have a stack of pages of notes in front of me from Elaine Byrne. I promise this is going to be very thorough as well as that. There's no legal sort of jargon in any of this. OK, and uh, I, as I know in, from the past from Elaine being on, she explains things extremely well. But if you do have any questions or anything at all, you can reach out 086-1800-658. We are going to be chatting to Elaine after 12 News. The 11 to 1 show. Uh, Award season continues and today the nominations for the big one are going to be announced. More details after Yola. On air online on your smart speaker this is LMFM Sinead Brazel here with you. That's Yola. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. It's the big one today. And I'm excited. I always get excited around award season, even though I'm not up for any awards. I just like following them. The style. What are they going to say when they get to the stage? Will an Irish person pick up an award? I love it. I just love it. And Killian Murphy, Kerry Mulligan and Emily Blunt. They are just a few of the stars tipped to land Oscar nominations today. It's going to be fully announced at 1.30pm. But of course, Killian Murphy has just been, you know, widely widely acclaimed for his performance in Oppenheimer so he should be in there we are sure for, uh, more or less sure for that he's been nominated for a BAFTA and uh, a Screen Actors Guild Award as well he won a Golden Globe and yeah very much considered the forerunner to take home the Best Actor Academy Awards by time about time now he was honoured he's absolutely amazing now he is going to face competition from Paul Giamatti he's also won quite a few plaudits for his performance as a cranky prep school teacher forced to remain on campus over the holidays with a troubled student in the drama The Holdovers heard a lot of noise about that one want to really check that one out actually read an interview with him as well um where he talks about drawing on personal experience from, from teachers and things like that. Also in the running, Bradley Cooper uh, for Maestro, which he also directed as well. Jeffrey Wright is in there, who I love also, uh, for his turn as frustrated novelist who pens a book that propels himself into the centre of hypocrisy in American fiction. So they're all in the mix. Also, my Bradley Cooper's Maestro co-star, Kerry Mulligan, she's expected to be nominated as well in the Best Actress Comedy, or sorry, category even. Um, and she's uh, going to... I'd say face stiff competition there from Emma Stone for Poor Things already doing really, really well as well on the Oscar circuit, as is Lily Gladstone for Martin Scorsese's Western crime thriller uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. So we've lots of people in the mix. I mean, it's very tough. It's always very tough every year, but I feel like it's really tough this year. Other possible nominees include Margot Robbie for Barbie. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Greta Lee for Past Lives and uh, Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall which I've yet to see but it's supposed to be absolutely amazing so there you go lots of uh, chat around Oscars uh, going to be coming your way today from about 1.30 we're going to find out all about that but getting to more celebrity news now with The Buzz The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Max 
Will Ferrell has never seen Breaking Bad. He told on himself while being interviewed by The Hollywood Reporter. I had a really embarrassing moment when uh, Henry, Henry White, Henry Hill. Henry Henry Hill. Someone was talking about how they were going as Henry Hill for Halloween. No, no. The, the, oh, the, oh, Hank, Hank Hill. The, Hank, the, the, no, Henry, the, the, the meth show. Oh. Everyone's favorite oh, show of all time. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. John Pella yeah. was here earlier. Wait, but who's Henry Hill? Henry White. Walter, Walter White. <laughs> See? I've never seen Breaking Bad. Megan Hunter, the author whose debut novel has been turned into a film starring Jodie Comer, found the movie very, very moving to see her imagination taking physical form. The end we start from is a climate change film about a woman and her baby surviving in a submerged London and is out in cinemas now. The trailer for Richard Linklater's new film Hitman has been released. It comes out on Netflix this June and stars Glenn Powell. You enjoying your pie? All pie is good pie. So, am I the right guy to eliminate your problem? That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. I'm still trying to absorb the fact that Will Ferrell has not seen Breaking Bad. I didn't think there was anyone left on the planet that had not seen Breaking Bad. Shocking stuff altogether. There's Thin Lizzy, Sarah on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now there are changes to the fair deal scheme. So we're going to be finding out more about this with solicitor Elaine Byrne next. The 11 to 1 show. In April last year, Cabinet agreed to change the rule governing rental income under the Fair Deal Scheme. So what are these changes? What does it mean for residents living in nursing homes and availing of this scheme? Well, we're going to be chatting all about this because joining me now to tell us more is Solicitor Elaine Byrne of Elaine Byrne Solicitors in at the Boy. How are you getting on, Elaine? Good morning, Sinead. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, before we get stuck into this, you did come across something that was very interesting that you wanted to bring to our attention. The Supreme Court has upheld an appeal over a pension. Tell us about this. Yes, Sinead, yes. Um, I just thought this might be of interest to listeners. So um, there was a couple um, in Nina in Tipperary, John O'Mara and Michelle Beatty, So they were together as a couple and had three teenage children. Mm -hmm. Michelle died in 2021. So John went to the Department of Social Protection and he applied for his widower's contributory pension. But the department said, no, you're not married. You're not getting it. So he actually appealed that to the High Court. And the High Court said the same. No, you're not getting that, John. So he went all the way to the Supreme Court, which is the highest court in the country. And um, so it was just yesterday, actually, a ruling was made. So the chief justice, who's the top judge in the country, so he said that, well, he remarked bereavement and the impact of the death of a partner, Mm -hmm. both emotional and financial, is not in any way different whether the survivor is married or not. Wow. And he said, yeah, it's it's really important. And he said that the loss of a loving parent has the same impact on children, whatever their parents' marital status. So what it means is that, well, or the court went on to say then that the particular provision is against our constitution. Mm. So what it means, I suppose, so for the man who took this, uh, John O'Mara, or I suppose for any listener maybe who's in a similar circumstance, it means that the government now, they'll have to introduce new legislation to give effect to this decision. But basically, that if your partner passes, even if you're not married, you're going to be entitled to apply for the widow or widower's contributory pension. So it's it's very significant. Very, very significant. And about time, Elaine, you know, in this day and age, you know, it's a, a slowly but surely these kind of, you know, old archaic laws are, are being changed and, and, and rightly so. That is fantastic. And fair play to yeah. John O'Mara who, who persisted in this and took it all the way to the Supreme Court. 
Yeah, exactly. I was thinking the same, Sinead, and he was going through such a tough time and to have the stress maybe of going yeah. to the High Court and the Supreme Court. So, yeah, I think it's, it's he he took it on, but it's really a benefit, I think, to the country. It really, really is. Now, we're moving on to the, the Fair Deal or the Nursing Home Scheme. So uh, talk to me about, first of all, what is the Fair Deal Scheme? Yeah, so look, I suppose for anybody, maybe... Um, any listener maybe who they themselves um, are considering a nursing home or, you know, have no option but a nursing home or, you know, if your parents or a loved one are thinking of a nursing home, then what you're looking at is the fair deal scheme. So um, the law in this area, it came in in 2009. Mm-hmm. So listeners might remember, I think at the time, I think Mary Harney was the Minister for Health. So before that, we had a, a scheme known as subvention and we had public and private nursing homes. So the fair deal scheme is the only show in town now. And I suppose just how it works is, we'll say, Sinead, if I, you know, maybe have to go to a nursing home that I think is getting hard for me to, at home. So yeah. what happens then is, so number one, there's an application form. So I can complete that myself or I can get a wee bit of help with it. Number two, then, there's a care needs assessment. So a public health nurse or a medical person will come out to me and see how I'm getting on. Yep. So number three, then, is my financial assessment. And I suppose as a solicitor, this is maybe where we'd have most dealings. So what I need to do then, Sinead, is... I need to put together a note of my income. Mm-hmm. So if I have a pension or if I'm renting out a property or whatever I have. And um, if I'm, you know, if I'm married or a member of a couple, I put together a note of my partner um, partner's income as well. Yep. And just actually, you mentioned to me there a change in the law. So the, the big change in the law that's going to take effect the 1st of February onwards is, say, if I decide to rent out the home that I've been living in. Yeah. So all of the rent that I get for my home, I'll be able to keep. So it's not going to go to the state towards the cost of my nursing home care. It'll oh. be retained, yeah, by me. So, yeah, it's, I suppose that the listeners will probably have heard it. it. It's good and bad. I think some people are concerned. Maybe it'll mean that people are maybe shipped out to a nursing home quicker. quicker yes. Um, but hopefully not. Um, so it's the full amount, because I think up to this point, there was a fair chunk that went to the nursing home, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly, Sinead. So up until this, it was, yeah, a percentage of it went to the nursing home. But now, so the full rental income now it's only from your family home it's retained look mm-hmm. i suppose there's such a shortage of houses that i suppose maybe certain residents in a nursing home realistically won't be able to come home so yeah. maybe it'll help housing a wee bit and um, the other thing then so if i'm going to a nursing home i have to put together a note of my assets so okay my savings or if I have a house or whatever i have and the HSE will then say, okay, Elaine, so we have your assets. The first €36,000 we won't take into account, but the balance we will take into account, and the rate is 7.5%. Okay, right. That's it, in a nutshell. <laughs> okay, so talk to me then about, say, people that are already in a nursing home. Like, is this going to affect them massively? Yeah, so for anybody in a nursing home at the minute, so, um, yeah, so they, yeah, we're in Athboy here. So if there's somebody, say, in the nursing home in Athboy, if they're renting out their home, so at the minute they would be contributing 40% mm-hmm. of that rent to the HSE. But from the 1st of February onwards, they can keep the full the full amount. So that the 40% that they were giving, they will retain that. Okay, so that's good news that, uh, for, for people that are in there already. So t- give us yes. a little bit of an, uh, some examples then, because you have, say, an example here of uh, Podrick who's living in Athboy. Yeah, yeah. I always think it's, it's much easier um, yeah. if a person. So, yeah, so say Podrick, yeah, he's living in lovely Athboy here. So 
his assets then he has a house and it's boy here and it's he's got his estate agent to value it at two hundred and fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. And he has savings then in the credit union here of fifteen thousand. So in total he has two hundred and thirty five thousand euros. Okay. So he's going into a nursing home. So the HSE will say, okay, we'll deduct the first €36,000. So that leaves 199000 Yep. And then we said that the rate is 7.5%. So if we multiply that by 7.5%, it's just under 15000 Okay. And then if we divide it then by 52, so the number of weeks in the year, it's €287. So Padraig then, so he will, so he'll go to the nursing home, he will pay €287 per week towards the cost of his care. And then if he, say, his pension or whatever, he will contribute 80% of that. And then the balance, so I think, and listeners will know better, I think it's maybe in the region of €1,500 a week um, to be in a nursing home at the moment. So whatever the shortfall is, the state will pay that for Podrick. Okay, okay. So things are like, it it really is a huge benefit then to Podrick, to the person really then. Yeah, like I suppose, Nate, you know, if, um, so say if we've, if there's a listener, I suppose, with, you know, relatively modest assets or Mm. even no assets. Yeah. I suppose it's going to work out well because the state will contribute the monies. But I suppose if we've a listener maybe with, significant assets or a lot of assets it's maybe not going to work out so well for them in that maybe they might have to pay the full amount or you know the fair deal scheme mightn't make any difference to them but I suppose on the other hand maybe to say they could use the monies maybe towards getting somebody to call into the house yeah maybe they could stay in the house for longer so possibly they might have more options Okay, and talk to me about the the farmers because we'd have a lot of farmers listening in and there was changes uh, that were going to affect them as well. Yeah, so the, um, I suppose a farm, um, you know, is very valuable. So um, there were great concerns, I suppose, for any farmers, you know, with the farm in their name. Is the farm going to be taken away to pay for the nursing home um, scheme? So a change was introduced, it was in 2021. So say if there's a farmer, we'll just call him John, he's an RD, he's a lovely 200-acre farm in RD. Mm-hmm. So he can apply for what's called a three-year cap. So if he goes into a nursing home, after three years, he can apply that the value of the farm isn't taken into account. So that's, say if he's in a, the nursing home, say in year four or year five, he can apply that the value of the farm isn't taken into account. Okay. So he just he'll have to have somebody uh, who's willing to to run the farm and be the family successor. Yeah, because there's so a couple there's, of things, isn't there? There's like three conditions that he needs to satisfy. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. So number one, he has to apply to the HSE mm-hmm. to appoint his family successor. He's going to commit to run the farm. For at least uh, six years. Okay. Number two, then the farm. So it must have been actively run by John or his partner or the proposed family successor for at least three of the last five years. Okay. And then number three, then is that the HSE they'll put a charge against the deeds. So you know, there's a note on the deeds to say that um, there's something in place for the HSE. So, yeah, it's it's good for far... Look, I suppose there'll be, you know, anybody listening, ideally you wouldn't be in a nursing home for mm. for very long or for longer than three years. But if you are, there is provision that the farm can be capped. Yeah, absolutely. And and what then, what will happen then? Because uh, a lot of people might be concerned about, you know, OK, what happens if the money runs out, say, for example? Yeah, exactly. So this is, um, yeah, so say Podrick earlier in At Boy here, he is €15,000, but sir, you and I know, Sinead, you know, it's not, in, in these times, it's not that much. So yeah. what he can do then is he can apply for a loan. 
So uh, listeners might be familiar with a nursing home loan. Yes. So he can say to the HSE, okay, I'm going to give you my house and a spy as security mm-hmm. if you give me a loan to pay the monies. So he can do that. And what happens then is that when Podrick dies, the money then becomes payable to the HSE. So the HSE will pay the money for him mm. on the basis that they get it back after his day. Okay, so, then, is so is this he, kind of where, say, for example, if... Um, you know, the will is being read and obviously if there's children there, so then the HSE becomes another person that it's divided up in, is it? Yeah, well, it's, we'll say, Padraig there, say he's feeling very generous, uh, Sinead, and he <laughs> decides to leave the house to you. Um, so you would get the house, but you would get it subject to the money due to the HSE. Okay. I hear so you. So you'd have 12 months then to repay that. So you could either sell that, like, the re- it's, it goes to the revenue and the revenue don't really mind where you get the money. So you could either sell the house or you might have money yourself as long as they get it back. (laughs) Okay, okay. And then again, like everything, you know, if loans aren't repaid uh, within time, we've got interest, you've got things like that to be considering. Yeah, so you've actually only 12 months from the date of death to repay the money, which is really, it goes by really, you know, if there's probate, yeah. And maybe it has to be sold. It's really a really, really tight timeline. So you need to work really quickly to try and get that money repaid. And um, if you can't repay it within the time frame, it's not the end of the world, but there would be interest and penalties okay. payable on it then. And yeah. one of the big reasons, I suppose, that people go into nursing homes in the first place is, you know, dementia or maybe, you know, they they don't have the capacity to sign papers or they might not be, you know, aware of maybe what's going on. So, so what happens in that situation? And also, is there anything that we can do to put things in place now when we're sound of mind and body and all of that, Elaine? Yeah, so actually, yeah, as a solicitor, so this is a question we get asked a lot. Yeah, and as you say, Sinead, I suppose many residents in a nursing home, you know, maybe have dementia or uh, don't have full capacity. So we say there, Podrick, who was applying for the loan, like in order to get that loan and sign those legal papers, he has to have capacity. So if he doesn't have capacity, there's two options. So option number one is that maybe he made what's called an enduring power of attorney when mm-hmm. he was well. Okay. And that could be activated and we'll say he named you, Sinead, as his attorney. You then could sign the papers on his behalf. Okay. And if he didn't have one of those made, then somebody on his behalf can make an application to court. It's the circuit court. It's actually, it's it's new. It's just um, in place since last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you can apply to be called what's called a decision-making representative. Oh. And then that person can sign the papers for it. Okay, so Podrick needs to make sure that he has things like this in place. And like, you know, we, we talk about this about all of us, but particularly say for somebody like um, Podrick who has land, a farm, huge assets like that, you know, it's so, so important to have all of this in place, like very, like I would say sooner rather than later, yes. Yeah, like it was one of those things, you know, we might put on the long finger, but yeah. I suppose if it does happen, it's very difficult, I suppose, for a family to manage if there aren't arrangements in place. And I suppose if somebody's in a nursing home, in fairness to the nursing home, they have to be paid. Yes, um, yes. You know, and, and most of them are, you know, or a lot of them, you know, are, are privately run mm. So, you know, there has to be money available. So it is helpful, I suppose, if there's an enduring power of attorney in place so that a loan can be um, arranged quickly, I suppose. You know, the other thing, if if you're going to court, that all takes time. And maybe in the meantime, uh, the nursing home, you know, how is Podrick or how is the cost of care being paid for? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've got lots of people asking how they can contact you directly, uh, Elaine. How can we reach out to you? Oh, um, <laughs> so uh, we're here in Athboy, and um, so our phone number is 046 Yeah. 
1111. Yep. Or our email is info at elainebarnsolicitors.ie. Fantastic. Elaine, thank you so much as always for all of that information and great advice. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Sinead. Thank Thanks you. a million. Uh, Elaine Byrne there. Any queries? <laughs> Lots of them on 086-1800-658. I think a lot of the stuff that actually that was coming in there, Elaine has answered. But if you missed any of it, we will podcast it out on lmfm.ie. And that number again, if you want to reach Elaine, is 46 zero four treble one and you can email her info at elaineburn.ie The 11 to 1 show Oh, it's a worn out complaint at this stage from kids and teens that there's nothing to do in their town. Well, my next guests are hoping to dispel this myth because the Connect Youth Festival, it's getting underway this weekend and it's showcasing all the town of Drogheda has to offer. The event is going to happen from two to six on Saturday uh, on the bottom floor of Lawrence's Shopping Centre and it's being organised by a network of services for young people in Drogheda and some of the main organisers and part of the team, Emily Murray and Mary Fanning are in studio with me now. Good afternoon, ladies. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Great to have you on the show. Now we hear this, Emily, time and time again as parents that there's nothing to do in the town. This is what our our kids are telling us. Was this kind of where the idea for this came about? It definitely was where the idea came from. So actually this whole event occurred over 10 years ago as well. Yeah, so it happened again before in 2008 and like today it was organized by a group of youth services and agencies who came together to try to connect the young people in the area with services and activities that are local to Drada. So yeah, that is the phrase. It's it's kids coming to us saying, I'm so bored, there's nothing to do. We had a media launch the other week and we had a large room full of teenagers and I asked people to raise their hand if they've ever said those phrases and (laughs) everybody, including adults in the room, raised their hand, myself included. So sometimes you just need somebody from the outside to show you and display and showcase what's available to you in your area. So back in 2008, over 2,000 young people came to that event. So guys, we have to beat that number. We need more than two. Yeah, we need more than 2,000 people this Saturday. So if you're listening, bring your friends and family and come out on the day for sure. Absolutely. And this is where you're going to be showcasing everything because there is so much on offer. I mean, I can think of a couple of things off the top of my head, but tell us a little bit about some of the activities and services that you're hoping to showcase, Mary. Yeah, so it's going to be a really fun day. There's lots of prizes as well. Um, we have prizes from Aura, the Arc Cinema, Fantasia and Integral Gym. Um, we also will have goodie bags, live music from bands from the Boomerang Youth Club, um, a fashion show with lots of clothes um, from Love Lucy, JD Sports, Marks and Spencers, Shaw's and Vincent's. We'll also have an artist alley as well, which is great for young people to show off their creativity. Fantastic. And you mentioned the Boomerang Youth Cafe. Yeah. My own daughter had, had has been so involved in that since first year. I actually remember shoving her in the door going, <laughs> go and check this place out. But the, the music there and the basement sounds and everything, they've done phenomenal work in the last couple of years there, haven't they? Oh, they're incredible. Like They have loads of talents and you have to come out on a date to see because... The, the best part about this is that we had a lot of participation from the young people in Drada. So they definitely had their say in organizing and uh, like organizing this whole event. And I do want to just quickly note that the event was kindly funded by Sipsy Loud. So we're so grateful for additional funding like this that otherwise we wouldn't be able to organize an event to this scale. So Sipsy is the Children and Young People Services Committee. So I just wanted a quick shout out to the funders as well for this event. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so important. Absolutely. To have them on board. And as well as this, being involved in, you know, extracurricular, you know, outside of school, it's really, really important for health and well-being, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think, Mary, you have young people as well. And I think this is just something that we're constantly trying to connect young people with additional activities in their lives. So they might create or find a new hobby that they might be interested in on the day. You have nothing to lose. You may as well come out and Saturday to see what there is for the young people in Drada. Absolutely. I think it's important to note as well that it's about the young people becoming more aware of what's available in Drada um, because there's such a range of activities, supports and opportunities for them to take part in. Um, And also, as Emily said, we worked really closely with the young people to make sure Saturday is fun and inviting for young people. So 
be sure to come along. Absolutely, absolutely. And parents as well, we need to, to find absolutely. out more about this. So what are you hoping then that people will take away from the event on Saturday? Yeah, so whoever's listening today, if you know families or have a family that have children and teenagers in that home, um, you may as well let them know about this day because after Saturday, we hope for young people to either find out about a new activity, a group or a service that they might want to become involved in. So like I said, it could be a new hobby. It could be a new youth club. Um, who knows what it could be, but it could fix their boredom issue at home. <laughs> so you really don't have anything to lose by coming out. And I think we all, we nearly forgot to say, um, we do have goodie bags. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, Very yeah. important. Free <laughs> goodie bags. Guys, the whole event is free. I think I forgot to say that as well. But there's only 200 goodie bags. And we're expecting way more than 200 people. So if you want your goodie bag, you have to come early. So the first 200 young people get goodie bags. Oh, that's a great incentive. It really is. I think it's really important what you're doing to highlight the, the services in the local area. I thank you both so, so much for coming in and joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. so much. So that is happening on Saturday, 2 to 6 p.m. on the bottom floor of Lawrence's Shopping Centre. A complete showcase of all of the events, activities, facilities and everything for young people in Drogheda. Now, just uh, before we go, just want to let you know that tomorrow that uh, webinar that I was talking about, about online safety for kids, that is going to be featured on the show with the ISPCC. Also, Grace Tierney, our wonderful Grace Tierney, is going to be back talking more word fillery. That's coming up on tomorrow. Show. Thank you so much to all the guests and to you at home for your company. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll chat to you again tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.